sort of. I so like I not to give you too much, uh, you know, of the autobiography. No, but, dude, uh, I want to <laughs> know. You know. Start from the beginning. So I started stand up at eighteen. Really? Yep. And in the city. That's crazy. When, you know, uh, and it was. Did you grow up in New Jersey? No, not at all. Philly, I, right? Nope. Guess again. Wait, <laughs> Boston. Yeah, yeah. I grew up outside Boston. My dad always lived in the city. Okay. Uh, in New what York town city. outside of Boston? Concord, Massachusetts. Okay. Henry David Thoreau, Battle of Lexington and Concord, wow. Louisa May Alcott. Henry David Thoreau. Yeah. I Walden, recognize Walden Pond. Well, yeah, the pond. The pond, dude. He had another one that was very good. Civil He's disobedience. Like, yeah. No, he's good. He's <laughs> a, a good I'm guy. A, definitely. I know uh, as much about Henry David Thoreau as I do about t- eight tops. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. that's not true. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it was definitely forced out of throat as a kid. <sighs> but, yeah, I grew up going back and forth between Concord and, and Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Why a, did a couple you times a month. gravitate towards Manhattan instead of the Boston scene? It was a different time. I mean, I, like, didn't even... I looked up at 16, I looked up... Uh, I guess it was the connection, comedy connection or Nick's comedy stop. And yeah. like as a teenager, like I can drive, I'm thinking about doing comedy. Really? And you were uh, thinking about it. You probably were thinking about it ever since you could like, like think. Since I was like ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I was just It is into weird. It. I yeah. feel like we, it's rare that that isn't really the case, I feel like. Unless Sometimes. Yeah, I feel like most people are like, I always wanted to do this. Well, it's kind of one of those like weird, and I've been kind of obsessing about this lately, where I think when I started doing stand-up, I really, it, to me, it was punk rock. You know, like, it yeah. was, you didn't need a band, but you're, this isn't the most popular art form in the I world. Know. And I thought that was, like, cool. It was definitely something I really liked, but it wasn't my only interest, but it seemed... Like the most fun thing to do. Yeah. I also like I saw a stand up show went to the Hollywood Improv uh, just on a Wednesday to, went, visiting my sister at USC. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I remember seeing Greg Barrett was 13 years old. And I was like, that guy is having more fun than I've ever seen anyone have yeah. in my entire and you're life. You're having so much fun. Like I loved going to comedy shows because my dad was really yeah. into comedy. So. And he was really into like Chappelle, Seinfeld, and like he would take me to comedy shows and he would watch special. Like I remember like looking at like HBO specials and like he was cracking up and I was like, I was just like, people can do this. And also it's another thing of like my dad, like, I'm like, dude, like that's crazy. Like he's paying so much attention to that person right, right. Now. Yeah. Like, like this is a guy I want to be that. Yeah. Is, uh, I have that exact same. I'm like, I want to be in there. So maybe he'll pay attention. I, I have a very core memory of watching a George Carlin special Carlin with, uh, too, with my yeah. dad and people. And my dad literally going, get him, George. Like, yeah. Get him. I know. My <laughs> dad know? loved that shit. Yeah. So I, I started doing it like young. Uh, well, I thought about doing it at like 16 and got a little shied away from the like, Oh, you're supposed to be 21 kind of thing. 21 to enter. Even yeah, what though, was that? Like, did you have some like weird experiences? Uh, like not being able to go in or just people being creepy and weird towards you or like mean. Oh, well, yeah, there's a couple of people. Well, not even mean as much. Uh, I get a lot more like, uh, you just get written off cause you have all the time in the world. Yeah. Uh, where people would be like, ah, you're fine. Would people you try know? to mentor you or like, dude, I wish more people tried to mentor me. <laughs> that, that would have been like, uh, there was definitely, they just ignored me. No, not even like I was totally in that world of, but like. 
everybody was older than me. Like every for four years. Yeah. Every single person I saw, except for like one or two people. And so I would be like friendly with 14 year olds doing stand up right. because I was like, 19. I I'm the closest person. Yeah. But I was friends with everybody, but you know, or people. Yeah. But uh, like all my closest friends were like 27, 29, and I was not even 21. Right. And so I was just going out and getting shit faced with yeah. them. And we were in Manhattan and we were doing comedy. We were like barking and yeah. like taking tickets and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. at like Broadway uh, and primarily. And so uh, like really? that crew that I was with that were all like in their late 20s, mid to late 20s, yeah. early 30s, like they were drunks. Yeah. Just like we are now. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, exactly. We know they were comics. You're like, they were alcohol. <laughs> yeah. So like we get out at two in the morning and we right. just go get shit faced in like the, uh, like the sixth, seventh Avenue yeah. Times Square bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, finding like the cheapest Irish pub that will, you know, I'm like. Serve let, you. Well, not even serve. I mean, I never had a problem. I never, I like almost really? never had a problem, which is crazy. Did you and look then I would like try and go, when you were like 16? Probably. A version of it or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I also... Uh, um, <laughs> you know. Were you able to grow a beard? Yeah. Do you always have the beard? Uh, off, often enough. Okay. I'll trim it these days, okay. but it grows really fast, Got truth it. be told. So it's nice. like kind of almost pointless to yeah, shave I every say, day. I, I recognize you with the beard. Yeah, I think it's just part of who, you know the, the look. Yeah, but, the vibe. Uh, yeah, right. But they... Uh, I would go with these guys and then I would try and go with like my friends and be like, this bar serves me all the time and we would never get in. Oh, yeah. But even like bars by my house, like where my dad lived, like oh, I would just go. you tried to bring your regular friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were all like, underage. Dude, you're like, not you with guys. like a like pack of 30 yeah, year olds. Exactly, like bitter 30 yeah. year olds. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, we were, but it was totally that thing where you're, you're drink, you get there at two, they close the bar at four and just shut the doors and let everyone keep drinking. Run amok, yeah. And uh, I, I was doing that heavily, you know, until... And then when I turned 21, I kind of, like, cut back a lot. Really? I was, like, definitely... Cut even, back on drinking or comedy? Oh, drinking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to college or no? Were you just like, I'm doing this? So, uh, yeah, I, I started after I dropped out. I dropped out first semester. Okay, where? And, uh, Temple. And then oh, I, okay. Yeah, and then I did uh, wind up going back. So that's when I started getting... Yeah, you asked so about the business. Yeah, and the Philly scene. Because I knew you Philly had a tie scene. to Philly as well. Yeah, so basically I was, like, in Philly for, like, six months, four, four to six months... Uh, you know, first semester of college, right? Mm-hmm. 18 years Did old. Did you pick a major where you're just like, I'm doing this because it's like the thing to do? Oh, I was very against going to college. Yeah. I was extremely against it. Because you wanted to do stand up? I wanted to do anything but more school. Yeah. I was like, uh, you know, I'm like, an, I mean, a, you know, 18 year old kid, I'm reading, you know, Walden exactly. <laughs> and uh, steal this book and, like on the writer. road. And yeah, and I was totally like, writer my mindset. thought was, I'm going to go on a cross country road trip to all my friends' colleges and then I'm going to write about it. Yeah. Maybe it was a stupid pipe dream idea. I obviously didn't do it. But I got talked into... But you wanted something to, like, write about. Yeah. I wanted to, like, do something adventurous. Yeah. And so then I went to school, and then I just was writing screenplays in my dorm room. I was, like, not going to class. Oh, that's dope, though. Uh, Yeah, I was doing something with my time and, like, you know, that I wanted to do. But I was failing every single class and just wasting money. And my sister was like, why are you doing this? I'm like, I know. Yeah. get the hell out of there. Like, you're right. So I moved in with my dad in the city, and that was even on the Boston, New York thing. Like, I just still, there were no podcasts to listen to. Like, when I looked up open mics for the first time, it was on GeoCities. What year is this? 2005. 
Okay. So I don't like, even know what uh, GeoCities is. Exa- it's like a, a Tumblr or something. Like, it's just uh, so one of those okay. free website yeah. things that, like, doesn't even exist anymore. Right. But when I started doing stand-up, I yeah. mean, I might as well say, like, I was on AOL trying to get a, find the open mics yeah, looking at actual AOL. It really hasn't progressed that much, if you think about it. Like, comedy is, like, very slow moving to, like, the social norms. Like, even yeah. when I started, like, it is still, like, that bod slava, like, kind right. of, like, spread. You're like, I don't know if this is real. Like, I remember, like, Googling and, like, writing. That you have to do some deep diving if you don't know people. Because yeah. I didn't know, like, a single person. Like, I was just, like, I was secretly doing stand-up. Here's how long I've been doing stand-up. I knew Slava. He was a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's not just some phrase of open bikes. I, Slava was a dude that barked at the, like, I knew the village lantern. <laughs> you know, like, I knew. I never thought he was bad. No, I don't know. He's yeah. Fine. But it's, like. Was he bad? I don't remember. It's like a Russian well, guy. Well, his thing is still like running, like tried and true. Like people <laughs> still use it. Keeps the domain. Going. I don't know if it's being updated frequently, no, but like not. people do throw it around a lot. Yeah, but exactly like that type of thing. Like it was pre Bad Slava, and Bad Slava's yeah. been around for fifteen years. Exactly. So, um, like when I was a kid, I just uh, you know, and that's why I started. It just was a whole oh, other thing. God. Starting open my com, it, it is so stressful it in a weird way. I, I don't know if it's different for you being young, but also me not knowing. I'm like. I don't know if this is a real place. I have no yeah. idea who's going to be here. Like There weren't even things like that as much. You know, it was really like club based. The alt comedy scene was like kind of getting started. It was definitely in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't at its like peak yet, I don't think. Yeah. And then all of a sudden comedy was everywhere. Sort of. I mean, mm-hmm. again, I moved to Philly for like seven years. So a lot of things in New York and New York kind of drives everything. The yeah. rest of the country figures out what New York's doing and does that also yeah. later. Uh, so it was like when I started, it was uh, the closest club to my dad's house was New York Comedy Club. And so I went Talk there down. and was doing their mic on Monday. Mm-hmm. And then I got a job there, bar backing, because that's oh, what dope. all these old heads told me you were supposed to do. Yeah. And, you know, got stage time on like Wednesdays and Thursdays at the yeah. end of their three hour shows mm-hmm. and making a little bit of money as a bar back, but mm-hmm. really just, you know. And then I'm like trying to get, yeah, waiting jobs, catering jobs in the city. Yeah. Uh, and then I was kind of in that world doing that for a while. And then I started like barking and you know you're doing bringers right you're the idea that you would be booked by another comic on a show was like not really as much of a thing yeah clubs didn't do third party shows it was all house shows it was all about getting past yeah of course yeah and uh then it kind of became and and then i i don't know you kind of just like understand what comedy is a little bit more after a while yeah uh, and things are changing like i didn't discover like alt comedy until i was maybe like three years into stand-up which yeah. is now basically all i do is independent comedy yeah Not all of it but yeah. like a huge portion of my days are doing independent comedy yeah, shows that's what mostly i do i didn't even consider it like alt you know right exactly. or anything i know like i'm still using old terms yeah <laughs> you know what i mean Back i in just Vaudeville, pictured alt as like the um what I pictured alt comedy as is like the not like the different, like the more 
societal like like i picture more speeches and poetry and shit like that like that's what i thought it was that's or when you go to a coffee shop and it's like kind of that woke like comedy yeah see i never thought of it being i mean i did eventually but at the time it wasn't like a woke thing or anything yeah but i like the idea of like independent yeah it was just independent it was about like uh performers running this not some booker that's been there forever and running audition nights like once uh, a month or whatever it is so much better when you don't have to like yeah. anytime I do those bring I did like a bunch of them at the beginning and I remember just being like I mean sometimes I get like I did the Broadway one and then I got spots at like Greenwich like that is actually good but most of them I'm like I I got nothing out of this well, I and think like even that stuff is stuff they learned that they should be doing yeah after a while it's like oh you can make money yeah. off these like new comics you can make money off of them and you can give them actual rewards instead of totally scamming them and being like you know yeah. the booker for the yeah. ed sullivan show is here and sometimes you're like, it does still feel like a scam though totally yeah i mean everybody like, dude yeah. it's like yeah to catch a rising star uh, <laughs> woman is here i remember she loved we, we had meetings with her like after like performing is that true at, yeah at Yo, the stand so i looked up uh, a thing that's so funny because I got I, this is where I get like business yeah. dumb. No, you know, I like OCD. it because I know now I need to know more about the business. So I, I got into a thing. I was thinking about Catch a Rising Star because it's a one of those I've branding never been, things. And I, it, it's a branding thing because I even told people and like even my dad was like, oh yeah, that's what, like I feel like older people are like, that's a really good club. It was like, around for a like, total looks, of nine years yeah. or something. It's still around. Dog. Well, the New York one. Yeah. So there's one in Princeton. Yeah. And there's there was one in Reno, but at they're just in like hotel convention rooms. Yeah. And I was like, well, somebody must still own at least the name Catch a Rising Star. Yeah. And so I started looking it up and I was like, oh, who the hell owns this thing? And then a lady's yeah. uh, a law firm, she just owns like, you know, a small law firm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that came up and it's like around the corner. It's in Jersey City. Wait, really? Yeah. Her office? And That's I'm probably sure her she's headquarters. 70. Dude, no, she is. Yeah, she's 70. It's so like. The, the model is outdated for someone like me. And then I did a bringer at the stand. Like I bring a million people. They're like, yeah, you're going to like, it's like an audition for to catch a rising star. Then she meets us like after she's like, I am married to the Valley girl voice. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, it's kind of my voice. Like, unfortunately. <laughs> married to it. Yeah. I had a whole uh, so, like, ceremony. Yeah. Like character. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> I'll try to tone it back. Like, I'm like, I also give zero fucks like about this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. This old, uh, you're trying to impress this old lawyer. I didn't even know. <laughs> like, no, I didn't I even know. get the concept. Cause I'm so naive with like stand up stuff like that. Cause I, I have zero clue what I'm doing most of the time. So I just like go with the flow. I'm like, all right. To me, it's just like I'm getting a tape and like right. I'm performing in front of people, which I like for a change. Even if it is a bringer, sometimes it's nice. Like you have a packed out room and it's like stand. it's good practice to do like a tight five sometimes. It's you know? cool to be at the stand yeah. at the very least. It's like, you know, when you get in that system, you're like, wow, I've done 10 of these. That's when you're like, yikes. Oh, yeah. But I did do too. It once, really And they're always the the great. World. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's cool. And you need that kind of experience to even know what it is and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, blah, blah. I agree. Get a tape. I mean, utilize and it. And seeing you know. that kind of world, like even yeah. at Stand Up New York, and it is so different than what we do in the sense of like, 
it's a good test. Like you're getting in, like you're doing, it's very structured and the people are obviously like very stern and like you see the light, you get off like all yeah. this. We're in like, you're in that kitchen at Broadway comedy club and everyone's just like sitting nervously. Like, and they're like, you're on deck. Like <laughs> I got yelled at for being late, of course. I and know. I'm like, this felt like, so I'm like, sorry. Yeah. There but are things then, I heard at Broadway during all sorts of things, doing bringers, barking, just being there even after all that. And uh, there are things I think about, like phrases people said to me that I still think about yeah, all the time. That's like that woman. Like, you're married to the valley, girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know, bitch. Like, I remember <laughs> the booker of Broadway Comedy Club just like standing outside, like freaking out about some guy and uh, about... You know, not freaking out, but just clearly nervous that this dude wasn't going to be there. Broadway he, always has some shit going on. Sure. And they, they have three rooms and stuff. And yeah. uh, and they're a whole other weird-ass uh, system that they've got going on. Mm-hmm. Al Martin and shit. But, uh, you know, and whatever. But, yeah, I remember this dude, like, Rich we Brooks. We won't get in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a business model and it's working. I don't care, really care. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it's the coolest thing in the world or not. It's fucking it's not. meaningless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's totally not. But uh, it's a cafeteria. But they have three rooms. They have two other rooms. Yeah. They've got a cafe, a, like a nice improv room, and then that huge ass downstairs. Right. And, you know, they're p- plugging in tourists just like exactly. most of the clubs in New York. And they do. I feel like they're the one spot that does kind of... Uh, kind of run on that like bringer mentality like, they really do get young comics because they have that whole like uh and then they have the greenwich thing to pass yeah, you off they're to. like you'll get spots and they like you New your comedy club yeah right so i mean like he's and he's a guy like whatever you know it, it is what it is yeah. <laughs> like, there's so there's like 12 comic uh comedy clubs in new york it's weird to even focus on like one owner yeah uh you know the uh, so many things about comedy where it's like you get into that system and you figure out their system. And as soon as you try and go to another club, they've got a whole other system. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, there's no like pathway necessarily. Yeah. And it's they never tell you what they are anyway. Yeah. It's very interesting to observe, um, being like kind of mainly New Jersey based when I did, like when I do go to the city and do those things, like you do see the comics or group of comics who are kind of stuck in that system. Like you'll, they're doing it like every night, just hoping like, it somehow gets like to the next level or whatever. And they're like, yeah, you just kind of do this, like these two clubs for like three years, like, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, Oh, like all the fucking time. Yeah. I think I like by the time I was 21 is when I like realized that that sort of thing happens. Right. And I mean, I maybe didn't realize like how you're supposed to shift it up necessarily like game plan. I didn't do that, but I was definitely like, Oh, this is, this isn't really where I want to wind up. Exactly. I felt that too. I was like, this isn't, I do comedy also because it's, like, what I love. And I was like, this isn't really that fun. Like, being shoved in a fucking, like, kitchen. Like, sitting with a bunch of people. Like, not people aren't as friendly. Like, obviously, you just don't know as many people. And I was like, this, like, you leave the night being like, that kind of, like, sucked. Like, even if you crush. Like, I was like, it was like a not a great like hang like not right. a great experience yeah the people you're hanging out with Ugh. like the people i would like were was doing bringers at broadway with let's say uh you know some of them i guess i still kind of know in one way or the other but the people i was even barking at broadway with were just cool and yeah. we were having a great time and that was like the system like that was a better system for that group now if that was happening i can't uh, i don't wouldn't assume that the cool people that were like in their mid twenties doing stand up in New York would gravitate towards that that world. Yeah, they would do 
independent shows and they would hang out downtown. And eventually right. all of us did figure that out. Yeah. And we're all in Brooklyn anyway yeah. and doing comedy in Brooklyn. There was less comedy in Brooklyn, yeah, which I is a crazy that. thing yeah. to think about now because there's so much. Yeah. And downtown was way less, you know. There oh, 100%. There was no independent shows and there really aren't major clubs downtown, mm-hmm. at least ones that have been around for more than 10 years. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, yeah, it's just like a whole other... These things do... They're cyclical and they do evolve they in one way or the evolve. other. Yeah, but just definitely slowly. Like there are yeah. still so many com- like most comedy experiences I have. I'm like, oh, like this is operating kind of like the late like 80s. Like you know what I it's, mean? Yeah, it's and, always like, the clubs. 80s. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's so funny. And something about it for me too. I think just kind of the anti authority in me is like I really hate trying to impress this one person that like everyone is placing so much value on but no one knows why like they're not that like impressive they're not currently I am totally down like I love taking people's advice and criticism who I respect like who I love their comedy but if I don't know someone at all like I'm not someone who even if they have like a title or anything is going to be like I'm going to like suck their dick. Like I'm not going to like try to, I don't place like importance on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. <laughs> Plus you could hear like from some of those kinds of people like, in oh, that like, world. This guy's coming. Like everyone, I'm like, no, like I don't care. Same with the rising star woman. I'm like, right. I don't know who that is in my brain. So it's like not They're impressing me. Like being paid something to yeah. give a little bit of feedback. So, you know, they yeah. have these like stock lines. Yeah, exactly. You know, shorten and your it's setups. so hard. Whatever. Yeah, I think it'd be so hard to pay attention to everyone. At, like those bringer shows, it's like twenty people. Like everyone's doing five. Like you fucking zone out. You get a text. Like you miss someone's set. Like, yeah, and you just can't even like assume you're get, you're trying to watch someone's like TV ready set when nobody is TV ready. <laughs> so the idea that you're ever gonna have some sort of real like yeah. valuation of yeah. their act and what they're gonna be do as a comedian once they're way beyond bringers is absurd. You know, nobody's ever going to look at somebody and go, oh, you're ready for this. Let me call up every single connection. You're ready for Fallon. Like like, I wouldn't even say that would happen. Broadway bringer set too Fallon. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't even happen like one out of a thousand. It never happens. If it it does happen, that person is doing 20 bringers over the course of five years. Right. And And some people do. Some people stay in that bringer world. Amy Schumer was that that kind of person. Like when I started People were like, "Schumer's getting big." Aziz Ansari is is passed somewhere. Yeah, like they were. Didn't you know Amy or no? I didn't know Amy Schumer. I never knew her. But like, that's like they were just when I started. They were like just about to like clearly just about to pop. They were out of yeah, like they were out of that world of you're gonna see them. At, you're not going to see him know. at clubs. Yeah, yeah. you weren't going to. Well, I think I was like, I think Aziz was like doing late night at the strip. And so oh, okay. I wasn't doing late night at the strip. Right. So I'm not hanging out there. And he was probably there like every day or every, you know, couple yeah. times a week. And then he was in more of a, you know, and same with Amy Schumer. I'm sure they were more in like a little bit of an alt thing or like doing the road and like opening for people. Right. Um, but yeah, it was like, like, pro, you know, 
those were two people that be, everybody I knew were kind of talking about as right. if they saw them every day. Kind of the and now model they're not of seeing like them every what day. to follow. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit or something, you know. And people were furious. Uh, oh, <laughs> were yeah. Always, yeah. People are always furious. Exactly. People are always furious. It's yeah. like so stupid. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a whole other world that by the time I was like 22 and now people are my age because then they graduate college right. and then, they move to New York. Yeah. They've been working some club through, you know, because while they were at college, mm-hmm. in whatever college town, right. they were at opening for big people, getting told, hey, you should move to New York. And now they know all of them. Mm-hmm. And now, like, they were there doing mics and alt shows. And I was seeing these people all the time because I was in that world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's when I was like, oh, shit, I have weird nothing experience. You know, I in don't know world, what doing yeah. the road is at all. And right. that's clearly where you meet these headliners. Right, right, right. And even just... The things you were saying about like understanding the comedy club thing and like yeah, it's where a really big like learning experience. Yeah, so I, I was like, the, I'm out of here. Yeah, I did like one gig with my friend Gerard at like Charlotte Comedy Zone. Oh, and that's a good zone. Yeah, and it was just like you learn so much in like one fucking show of just right. like how everything's run and like how people act and like the things to do. I was just like so like grateful for that experience you know and it was so early for like I think I've been doing comedy like a couple months or something that I was like well like you just see like where you want to get to yeah I was doing like around you know in that era of early comedy I was Mm -hmm. was going to Boston I don't know, a few times a year to do the like comedy vault and then I found like a bunch of other rooms in Boston that I would like do that kind of just, yeah. you, you know, you wouldn't do a show like that for six months in the city. Right. And then you go to Boston, you're doing the comedy studio and it's like a professional environment yeah. with packed crowds and they just give you a DVD at the end of your set. No questions asked. No really? $35 or nice. email follow up. Yeah. It was incredible. And it was a whole different thing where you're like, oh, this is better. And so I thought about moving back to Boston when I moved out of New York and I totally could have done that and I really should have started in Boston the fact that I started in New York was a weird thing to do in hindsight well you again it's the same thing you just don't really know what the rest of comedy is like you You end up just really knowing your circle like even every like area is different yeah like I think about a year ago and like even just moving here I'm like I'm in a completely different like scene like you know even just being in jersey city i know i love that the jersey city is a hub i mean it's like we don't really have like an a club here i mean there's rooms and like there's laugh tour right i didn't know you started when you were 16 well really i started 18 okay first time i like did stand-up comedy at new york comedy club i was uh, like 18 and what was your first open mic new york comedy club okay i had like performed before and like in high school and stuff, like I was the guy who hosted Battle of the Bands. Like right, I had right. a radio. Sh- my high school had a radio yeah, station. Yeah, you, you give off radio vibes for sure. <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I talk so smoothly. Yeah, I'm like it actually is nice because you sound like like you can actually talk. You know, like on like the pod and stuff. Like you sound just like louder than like most people. Like most people have to like turn the theirs up. Oh, and, like, yeah. You know. Yeah, that is not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Were your parents into it when you started? Yeah. I also was the type of kid where it's, I think it, as soon as I'm like, I'm interested in a thing that I want to do, they're like, fucking yeah. thank God. Yeah, I, like, I had no idea like, what we're going to do with you. 
Yeah. Slow is rest. Well, that's why everyone was like, you have to go to college because I, I just had no, uh, like my grades yeah. are terrible. But I was you wanted all this free any time. So you were like, OK, he needs to like be directed somewhere. Yeah. And I think today my family would be like if I was uh, Gen Z instead of a millennial, oh I would you probably would be, you'd be trouble as a Gen Z Grubard. Like maybe. <laughs> no, I think they would just <laughs> be would like, you be get a job. No, I think they would just be like, get a job. Yeah. You know, and that would be fine. Make some money. But like at the time, it was very like, you know, the, the idea that you could just have a trade yeah. job even but was Gen still Z not. hates jobs. I True. feel like. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're going to be a star somehow. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. My boy, and no one wants the real like kind of. Uh, no one wants the structured job. I feel like I, I feel like COVID kind of like fucked Gen Z in that sense where everyone thought they could be like working from home and like start like a fucking business. Like, well, I think there's something to that because everybody's got to get everybody in my generation has a gig economy job. Also, yeah. you know, you can't make enough money. It's impossible. Yeah, exactly. You know, because it, it's just, you know, everything's expensive. Everything is you're competing. Like, I, it drives me crazy when someone's like, oh, I work at a hedge fund and I have a side job as a yoga instructor. You're like, uh, quit the yoga instructing. Yeah, Leave that like, to somebody why? that's a yogi. Yeah. You don't need to be making money every single moment of your free time. Yeah. Like, Some people, they never have enough money. Exactly. You know? And you're like, I, I literally look at that like you're taking a job like, you know, the same type of person yeah. that will be a- angry at an immigrant for doing it yeah you're like you're the person doing this yeah also those people it's another mental like they can't be alone with their own thoughts like they need to be like just like something they need an authority figure yeah productivity yeah and Uh, like power Mm -hmm. and it's more to just show that they are like grinding plenty of people are like i'm a teacher and i have two other jobs too because you just can't make enough exactly and that shit is like sad too like where some people just have zero free time and then it's like you're constantly making this money like for what though like to pay taxes to pay bills like there's no fucking payoff you know yeah. yeah i'm the opposite i'm like i'll work when i need to work i'll make the amount of money i need to survive exactly and not planning on retiring ever, exactly you know? and um, just no like authority you know. that's the big thing it's just not having like someone or being part like I hate being part of like systems like that, like where you have to do these check ins with people who like don't really matter. And you're all like kind of pretending in a weird way. You know what I mean? When you're in like the corporate structure, at least right. I've like had jobs where I'm like, this is all kind of a hoax. Like, where like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is like not, there's no end goal. That's really clear cut. It's like fill out, growth. yeah, do, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? It's like we're trying to do this, this, and this. I like like something where it's like we're going to do this. Like I even like like manual labor jobs sometimes because at least feeling like you like did something. Like it's like oh, we like moved everything into that fucking warehouse, like complete. Like you it's know tangible. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I know. And like comedy can be like that too, where it's like so much of it is intangible that it's nice to do something where you're like, I have a show that I'm producing yeah. and here's where I, what I work towards to make it exactly. a success. You have or a tangible also, thing. Yeah. Or also perform joke laughter. Like yes. what am I putting out? What am I getting in? Like, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? All right. Wait, I have to be really quick. Who's it? next week that's where they like cut the stitches oh there off you go. and shit and they might tell you like oh yeah let's we gotta drain it 
I hope Whatever. they do something because, like, I just don't want it draining in me. Right, you know? exactly. Just more because that was the procedure itself. They were just t- taking out all the dead scar tissue oh, yeah. that had like built up in my knee, right, from like my initial surgery. So, Oof. do you have to do stretches right now? Or? Yeah, I had yeah. PT yesterday, and I was on the bike this morning, which was good. I don't normally do that. You got a gym in the building? Yeah. Hell yeah. My new thing is what I'm changing. I'm going to make myself someone who wakes up and goes to the gym, no matter what. Like, I'm just making that my identity. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not already that person. I was, dude, before this. I was, obviously, I played basketball. Like, it was right. just part of my day. Like, I didn't think about that. Like, I was like, oh, you work out. I wasn't always the morning workout, but I'm like, you work out every day. Like, yeah. you carve out that time no matter what. And then you just lose it from, like, I couldn't walk for, like, six weeks. And then it's so much, like, harder. Yeah. So now when I go to the gym, half the battle is, like, me being, like, fucking enraged that, like, I can't do the things I, like, used to be able to do so i get like pissed off and like, that's your routine yeah you and know? half of it is me just being fucking like annoyed you yeah. know i'm like i can't even do like squats exclusively and doing upper body strength yeah you know but now i'm gonna be like if i just change the mindset to like oh i wake up you go to the gym like that is even if i'm not even doing that much it's better than like not going you know sure so I went this morning, which was good. It's also easy when I'm not going to work for this like, right. past week. Different, different yeah. situation. But I do have to do a mad stretches. My hamstring is like so tight because yeah. of it. Because it's like taking all the brunt. Oh. Like I'm just like flexing that because my knee is like kind of inadequate right now. Ugh, you ow. know. Dang. Well. I don't know. You got to do it. Physical therapy. I know. I got to do it. I got a spot. It's right by my job. It's perfect. Shout out XL Physical Therapy. Shout out Jonathan. Oh, hell yeah. There you go. (laughs) Shout him out. He's doing a good job. He's a cool guy. That's probably a job that you feel good about yourself. Exactly. Because you're helping people. Helping people. It's like a medical job. So you feel like, ooh, I'm important. And also, it's not like, you know, there's not all this pressure Everything is slow. It's supposed to be yeah. slow. It's I was supposed actually to be a thinking journey. about it yesterday. Like I was watching them and they're thinking, I'm like, it is rewarding because I do something similar at my job because we're like big, like recovery, wellness, like we have the cold plunge sauna. We have this new thing that actually like helps people recover and like heal from like traumas and injuries and shit. And I do like that. Like, I just like any job where you're like interacting with people and like, quote unquote, helping them like is going to be more fulfilling than like the fucking hoaxy desk job, you know? Yeah, I know. The desk job thing is always rough, especially when yeah. it's uh, like, you know, my, my lady, she just got a new job. And part of her thing was she was in mortgages for like 10 years. And it's just like you're mostly boring. dealing with people trying to get second homes. They're freaking out all the time. Yeah. And the, like half the job is just going like, I am not allowed to let you commit fraud. You're yeah. so obsessed with yeah. trying to commit fraud. So clearly the only way you can afford a yeah. house, another house. And I just, it, my whole thing is preventing you from doing that. Yeah. And you're so angry. The mortgage <laughs> game is like shysty, I feel like. Yeah. It's also yeah, volatile in yeah. a rough way and like there's you been know, like some hiccups every, for sure. Yeah, exa- everyone's like, we got another bubble coming, we got another Zal about to fall yeah. apart. Yeah. There and like people are always trying to pull some scheme like that. Yeah. Re let's refinance and like do right. this. It's crazy. Yeah. You get a phone call like, hey, if you just sell me your house for a dollar, your taxes will go down. They're like, people oh, are always 
he's trying build. to trade. Like, I'm 90. I'll just do that for yeah. you. And then they're fucked. I mean, they just screw you. I mean, yeah, after uh, working in mortgages, she's like, there is no way I'm buying a house. <laughs> you know, it's like. Uh, People are now against kind of buying. For a while, yeah. that was like the move. And now it just like doesn't make as much sense. It's kind of a trap. Yeah, because you have to pay for all the fucking pay for electric heating. You got to get like everything fixed, right. you know, the sewage, the fucking plumbing. Yeah. And it you, ends you know. up costing way more in the long run when and, you think yeah. about it. And you get appraisals, you get all these things, but like you don't know. You don't know what people have yeah. been doing in this house. They've been hidden under the. Exactly. You know, I used to do like demo with my buddy who's like a handyman and stuff. And just like random like. Uh, you know, handyman work with just helping him out. You the good old find, handyman work. Exactly. Especially in Philly and all these towns that are like old houses. And not even there. Like, like, there's black mold. Black mold. You, people will like put garbage. Yeah, clearly, they were just like smoking cigarettes and hammering. Oh, and yeah. People the do the most vile the, shit. The wall. Mm-hmm. And you just find all this like Did trash. you have a bugger wall? A booger wall? When you were a kid. Did oh, you have, yeah, yeah, totally, exactly. Yeah, you find yeah, yeah. the booger walls. Like, people do, the in the comfort of their own, like, in the confines of their home, like, people get so fucking nasty. Absolutely. I was gross with my booger wall, too, because I, I did it on my mom's, like, cabinet. Oh. <laughs> Just because, obviously, I didn't want my, like, but I still, <laughs> like, had a spot for them. Oh, uh, at least, is it, was it a cabinet you could throw away? Yeah, I, it was a piece of shit. That's why it was, like, was asking to have boogers put on it. It was yeah. so gross. Oh, man, you're like, I was totally a kid that would be like, oh, I, I've got a, a a letter opener or whatever. Yeah. I'm just gonna, like, carve shit in the fucking wall. Our furniture was so janky in my house, and also my stepdad was a contractor, so he was constantly like, I'm gonna fix this entire, but start it with like a piece of wood and just like not finish it so half of our house was always like i see home videos it's like just literal sheetrock and like we're living in like that the pink bubble right whatever that is insulation is just like there (laughs) it's like a constant like (laughs) game of lincoln logs that like was never (laughs) completed so yeah we would just treat our once you're in that environment it's like and i'm like my mom had five kids so we're just fucking running amok and like fucking breaking shit yeah you can't we help couldn't it. have like expensive stuff like yeah. couches just like ruined you know i know like the appeal of like oh i will own it and we don't have to think about it but really it's just it's a project forever and you either gotta love that exactly and really be on it yeah. Or what's the fucking point? I mean, there also was a time where it made more financial sense. Now it doesn't even really make no. sense like that. I you mean, you get kind of trapped too. And you get trapped. You're stuck there. Now you're there. And also, they, you know, yeah, good some, luck like, when you want to sell it. Exactly. Like paperwork and shit is a huge thing. You have to get those fucking like home checks. It's really a lot of work and it's not that enticing to like the gig economy like we were saying right. when you are in something where you're always like kind of looking for your next get you don't want to be like tied down to all those obligations people move jobs like they didn't in the fucking even 80s you it's know you could still get too. a job and be there for 30 years yeah. and now that's like ups- the idea you would stay yeah. somewhere for even 15 years is pretty crazy who's it desk jobs and shit i mean it's it's lame it is lame i could never do it but i i also like do kind of like i think a certain person like needs that structure and like 
want and like some people like you do find meaning in some of them you know what i mean so as long as it's something you're into and also i'm like now being part of gen z like i almost want to be like well like not everyone can like not have the desk like we still need people in the desk jobs you know what i mean i'm like a lot of security yeah exactly i think at the very least one of the best parts about it is that you know i mean unless your job is like a hoax you're you're like oh we're running on fumes over here we don't know what we're doing uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of security of working for somebody like, you know, even a bank or whatever or anything. A lot of yeah. a lot of businesses are probably not going away in your lifetime. So yeah. if you well, work now there, the whole thing is like the they're not like the people working from home. Like I see how that's problematic because then I think you lose so much meaning in like your life if you're not like at least going to the office, having those like interactions with people. Then if you're in one of those hoaxy jobs, like, I mean, I guess it could be better because you do a more free time, but I think it often leads to like unfulfillment. If you're just like in your fucking apartment all day, like on the computer, I think people should like go back to like, at least I, for myself, I need to like get out of the house. Yeah, I, I could totally stay in the house and like not do anything <laughs> for so long. But like, I then cannot I do go, anything for like, sure. My my day to day is like the you know comedy yeah. is essentially a remote. And you're job. interacting with like so many people constantly. Well, well, then I go out at night. Yeah, you know, and that's like part of that. Yeah, so, you know, if I didn't have my day job, my day would start at like four p.m. Right, like literally. <laughs> And that's what I've been doing like this past week. And it is kind of nice. But I think the big thing is like people losing the social interaction, which is like leads to like depression and shit. Yeah, I think that's going to it's going to go away. I think not go away completely, obviously, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, the you whole mean the like, office space, the office space thing. That kind of yeah. sucks, too, because there's so much like content that comes out of like, you know, even when that's I was true. in the one job I'm thinking of, which was in like D.C., it's actually an internship. Technically, I'm like. The only part of my day I looked forward to was like talking shit and like observing these adults who like this is their life. Like that's the part I found very interesting that's and funny. like fucking around with people. Like, yeah, I love the idea of observing adults. Yeah, as, as I was like twenty or some yeah. shit, and it was something I was not like that privy to. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I was just like, yeah, I'll move to DC for the summer and do this like kind of like PR. I thought it was like a public relations thing but then end up being very like political and like i was like oh this is very like interesting to observe but like what are we doing here you know what i mean like yeah. what is the actual goal here well i mean that's yeah. politics or exactly yeah. it's like that's for another day i know I like so little done and yeah. so much time and money exactly <laughs> yeah i don't know i wonder i think the social aspect of the office thing is is definitely real yeah for sure the, the off, happy but, hours and yeah and they just but they pay for yeah the happy the lunches hours. i remember oh, the hype yeah. of it like the people just getting excited for like a catered lunch yeah yeah well you like, take anything <laughs> yeah, you can to just get that break <laughs> yeah. from like yeah. the fucking anything to look forward to anything to yeah. make you feel like well that's what a lot special. of the day was is you're looking for that like relief from the mundane shit right you're looking for like I'm like was praying for some like drama to happen because like I <laughs> fucking loved it. Uh, 
I know. And then you get more drama. Yeah. Probably have less drama over like a remote thing. Although I can see people, it just becomes like an online community and everyone's just being shitty in the comments or whatever. Yeah, that shit sucks. Even at my job, like I love fucking just like seeing people. I love observing like human behavior, honestly. I think it's like so fucking like hysterical the way people act. Yeah. Yeah. And you hit a park bench, you know? Yeah. Sit on the park bench for five minutes. You'll see some shit. Oh, yeah. No, I love it. And just seeing, like, especially at the spa, like, it's, like, also, like, rich people, like, not getting their way. It's, like, this is not going to be, like, just how people act. It's, like, absurd sometimes. I can't. If I had to deal with those people, like, that's that I honestly uh, often just can't abide. I'm just, like, yeah, like, that lack of awareness uh, yeah. it drives me up oh it wall. drives me insane. i'm pretty good about it and then like someone like i'll get triggered like the way people are over the phone to me can sometimes be really frustrating and i like somewhat understand that because that's another thing where you don't feel like you're talking to a person because we deal so much with like robots customer service people like so and I get how it's frustrating if you didn't like read our cancellation policy and you're getting charged or something like that. But then if it happens in person, I'll be like, yo, like I actually want to fight this person. Yeah. <laughs> and like everything in my body is preventing me from like hitting you in the face. I know. Everyone the whole world is like super entitled and it just it drives me insane of like you can't take yourself out of this for five seconds and understand yeah. that you're Fight, trying to fight the system that, yeah. of course, we've covered our bases. Yeah. It's in the fuck, and maybe I'll still help you, but probably not if you're a jackass. Yeah, you know, oh, you think that whole like speak to your manager thing is gonna fucking? You think I give a shit about this job? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, also, uh, I do direct everyone to my boss. I'm like, if you have a real problem, like it's really not under my discretion. Do you like issue like full refunds and shit? Like you're <laughs> you're refunds. you're gonna have to yeah. After you've this is what's great. People will use this is what's crazy alex is people will use a service and ask for a full refund it's like dude do you eat at a restaurant eat the entire plate and then say can i get my money it's the same people probably do yeah as as twisted as that is no but some people don't see it like as the same because they're like i was not happy and it's like dude like everything was outlined at what you were getting if you didn't like it like that's kind of on you absolutely it's on you and i get if something went awry like if the sauna like maybe was not turned like that's totally understandable but people just being like nah like wasn't for me can i get my money back absolutely not providing the the service i remember this is another comedy thing but when i was at new york comedy club this one of my, maybe my favorite moment of ever being there uh where uh a lady like because their shows were long they were like three hours and uh uh somebody was like uh going to the manager like uh, we you know we paid for all this these drinks the show is is long <laughs> it's three hours we're waiting for our check i've been here three hours yeah. and he just goes i've been here 16 years yeah get the hell out of my face yeah like, exactly what do you think is uh going on we gave you a show you could leave at any time yeah the show is longer than you expected like most people would like that yeah, you know exactly. what i mean you're totally fine if you you've had your two drinks get you yeah. know you want to close out just come to the bar exactly. you need to wait for the waitress who has to serve for hundred sure. people yeah in a two, two and a yeah. half hour period like you do have to deal with that with comedy people like not knowing what they're getting into with shit like that like definitely and, and I, mean, I will agree know. some of these shows need to be shorter oh you know? that was totally a long show but it was yeah. uh, you know yeah and that happens too but yeah you try not to uh 
freak out on anybody. I mean, people, the idea of like, oh, I got an extra thing and like I'm not leaving at the time I want. Just Complain, ask for the check. Yeah, just be ask an for adult. The yeah. How freaking hard is yeah, that? No, people it, don't understand. Like, yeah. I know. And this then they're wait, like waitress that has to one waitress for a hundred people is crazy. It but is that's insane. how a comedy club works. Yeah. Because you're in it, you know, your turnover and it's like it's Wednesday night. You're allowed to be here late. So oh, we're not dropping checks yet just in case you need another drink. Exactly. You don't freak out because of the like, we're not kicking you out. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, uh, I don't know, whatever. It's like just wait for just like wait and honestly, like don't don't be a problem. You know what I mean? Like the amount of people who are like this now, this entire show is about me and like what I didn't get. It's like, dude, the mindset you have to be in to even like think that is like not good for society. Yeah. <laughs> like I, well, you again, should like not go out. Then. Just being entitled like this. Here's how I think everything yeah. works. And if it isn't, doesn't work exactly like yeah. that. Then I'm not happy with some service that I uh, yeah. asked for that I bought. Right, I deserve some sort of award. It's like get the hell yeah. out and of my face! You don't the, deserve anything. Yeah, it's the same with the heckler. That's like a problem. It's like you came here with the intention this was going to be about you. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm like that's such a crazy like mindset to be in. Definitely, you know what I mean. I know. Well, people come to shows and they're like not even heckling. They want to. They assume they're going to be a part of the show. Can I sit up front? Can I do all these things? And, and you yeah. know that they're they're like because oh, I yeah, want. That's oh, it's our birthday. Yeah. Can you talk about well, that for just five all, minutes? Yeah. And you're like, no, of course not. Yeah, without with all the crowd work, like clips going around now, it's like kind of a problem too, where people want to be part of the show, and I think that works in certain situations, but in other ones, like it's like don't fucking go to a comedy show like assuming that's what it's about yeah. you know i think a lot of people expect crowd work now yeah and a lot of comics will be like that's not comedy and <laughs> a know? lot of people <laughs> hate that like yeah. i know like most of my friends who are like pretty like normal civilized people and are like i don't like it, like it ruins the show for me if they like pick on me or like talk to me right. you know what i mean and yeah. i'm like i get that mindset too sure yeah adults like a lot of adults are like i want to be in the back like please do not like talk to me well yeah comedy is the only art form where the worst seats in the house are the ones that go first yeah exactly old saying yeah uh but yeah i like i absolutely agree with that but then you kind of get these people that really there yeah. are more hecklers in a way there are more people that at least expect crowd work oh for even sure even when it's just like not done and you can tell like you know how often you get off stage or someone gets off stage and it's like how are they and it's like well they want to be talked to right like, you have you know, to and yeah. i'm like fine with it because i like doing crowd work if it's like that person but i don't know when the whole show is just now like about the the audience and these people it's like it's not really yeah like comedy like yeah it's a different type of variety show it's like a variety show like you know like yeah. or the people who like strictly do crowd work you know what i mean yeah i've seen a show shows recently and was just like so angry at the audience like before i even went up where i, I would be like 
you know, the comic would be like talking to them, doing crowd work, doing well. And then as soon as they go into a bit and the bit's good, it's like I'm objective about it. Yeah. You know, I've seen a million bits. And then they just give them nothing. And I'm like, you love this comic. Yeah. You love them. And yeah. now that they're doing a bit and not just talking directly to you. Right. Asking questions about, well, you know, your dating life or whatever. Right. You can't stand it. You're not there for it. And you're like, what? You guys just came here to have a conversation? I mean, right. what, do you guys work from home? Yeah. You know I mean? Like, well, I, yeah, I saw one anymore. comic do a hilarious bit. He's like, crowd work's not my style. Like, he's like, I assumed you guys, like, didn't leave the house to be like, find out where this guy works tonight. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it is kind of crazy, but I know what it is. It's people like, first of all, it's real. It's a real interaction Definitely. where people like seeing that and people also like like it's the same in school if you think about like shitting on people like making fun of someone like sure in person like or like just kind of because the real ones that pop you see and you're like they're kind of fucked up yeah they're they're kind of being yeah which i hate i would never want to make someone like uncomfortable or think like unless they're a problem if someone's being like a dick then i'm like this is free range to like kind of like go in on them but like an innocent civilian where he's like where did you two meet like the fucking like gas station you piece of shit <laughs> and then everyone's like oh my god you're yeah, like right? it's wild and it shouldn't be that i get annoyed when it's like overtly normalized to just kind of like shit on like a human being like i don't like that style I, of yeah. crowd work i think it kind of goes back to that cyclical comedy stuff where yeah that that it goes you know it comes back yeah like, that, like almost middle school humor of yeah just exa- isolating i think i literally am picturing like in class of when someone like publicly fucks up and yeah. you're like because a lot of times the people aren't prepared and then like the comic will just like grill you on something and it's like yeah you're gonna fumble like you're gonna fuck up and then it's gonna be at the expense of like everyone in this room like cracking up at you yeah everyone in the room is afraid of public speaking except the comic i know because that's a lot of the draw to comedy in general is people that's why people are so intrigued with it they're like that's something i'm so scared to do that's something i would never do or be able to do so that's kind of like part of the draw. And then, yeah, you, then you hit these people like you put them on the spot. I saw, no, Jessica Kirsten had a funny clip where like the girl was just like opting out of mm-hmm. like crap. Like she was just like head down, like eating and like, and I was like, I get it because th- then it ended up, the clip was hysterical, but the girl was like, yeah, I forced her to come here because I like comedy and this is like essentially her worst nightmare happening in real time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, I would never want to, like, embarrass someone. Yeah, exactly. Like, you never know when that's going to go sour. And, like, like especially in a situation where... You start crying or some yeah, shit. Like, or, like, really, like, make a big scene or, like, really complain for their money back. I mean, they're there for a show. They were there to be entertained. And so if they don't want to be a part of it, not necessarily even that. Just the yeah. more the, like, being, like, vicious and, like, mean for no reason. Yeah. And you're like, aren't you opening yourself up to, like, getting a complaint yeah. or something? Which Some people you is can read. stupid. Yeah. Yeah, you could read. I know. And it, and then I think there's another thing with comedy of like, 
especially these days where it's like the audience is always wrong. <laughs> it's like I don't know about there if they're always wrong. Yeah, no, uh, you definitely know, not. There are maybe like ways you can kind of maneuver around. Exactly, without, you know. And but essentially, it's so big now too that some people do really want it. Oh, I wish you roasted that guy. And you're like, what guy? The guy who was fine. Yeah, you know the guy, <laughs> the guy who was totally not doing anything wrong. Yeah, you're like that guy in yeah, cargo really pants. Take like that why? guy down a notch. Yeah, exactly. Like who cares? Yeah. This is meaningless, you know. I wrote all these jokes, so that's kind of why I'm here. Exactly. Uh, you know, I'm I've been worried. To... Like this is the, like the one time I get to actually do what I'm like working towards for like ten minutes. Like God forbid, I like do my jokes, you yeah. know. Uh, but whatever. I mean, you know, I don't want to tell people yeah, how to do and comedy. People hate going early sometimes, and like that's the benefit, though. At least you can like fucking rip on some of these people like before anyone else gets. Or is like there's sometimes like a glaring thing that needs to be addressed in the room, and like sometimes I'll see people go up who like if there is something like. Um, I don't know, like someone's just wearing something so outlandish. Like sometimes I'm like, how has no one said anything yet? Like, right. you know, like about this because yeah. it's so like crazy. I think there's a big difference between commenting on stuff because that's like essentially riffing. Like it's kind of like riffing on the room. It's a similar like, right. where are we right now? Right. Which people do. And people like because then, like then people feel a part of it. Yeah. And people do want to feel a part moment. of it, but you're not like zeroing in on one person. Yeah. You haven't like given up on coming up with anything or having a joke you're you know because grad work i think is a little bit like ah you come up with it yeah you know like i'll base yeah. it off you but like you set me up and yeah that's like or it's a distraction and no one's mentioned it like i remember mm -hmm. i did a show where like there was literally a tv like right behind us like playing like fucking like tiktoks or something yeah. and i was like how is like no one brought this up it's like wildly distracting to cuz i'm now an audience member watching the other comics but i'm watching tiktoks like yeah. right behind your face they totally want you to think that you've been there the whole time like yeah. that you're a part of the show so that going back to the like doing the same crowd work again it's like very taking it out of it that breaking I'm, the I'm fourth not, wall right totally yeah which people like don't like it's like also people don't want to leave an experience unless you're a literal performer that is known for doing like a one-man show or like something grandiose people don't really like the idea of like you're above me because yeah. you're doing that you right. know what i mean and guys hate it yeah. Guys, do not. I like notice with men too. Like, you don't want to like demasculate them, like in the situation, or like they're gonna leave whether it's right or not. They're going to leave with a bad taste in their mouth. Right. And like at the end of the day, if you're trying to do this as a career, like that should never be the goal. Like, you should right. not want really anyone to leave with a bad experience or bad feeling from you. Yeah. Or if you made fun of someone, like we said, word of mouth is really important. Like people are gonna say like you're a dick you yeah know? you want them to be like i saw this great show yeah you know this person was great that yeah. kind of stuff then like, i posted shows where people were like get the like your job is to get the crowd hype like it doesn't right. really matter about your material like you're kind of being right. like a dj at that point you're here to make announcements right. about the exactly. chicken wings or whatever yeah, and the jacks and I've like had to the do, instagram i've had to do all sorts of crazy stuff like i had to do a check spot at the end of a show once uh, the whole weekend I had to do it. Yeah. Right? And the check spot, uh, there was a, 
hosting a little like competition. So it was getting people uh, to come up from the crowd oh, and funny. tell a joke on stage. You got like five people. Wow. And you get, they each told a joke, a street joke. And mm-hmm. then the crowd would like vote on who they liked the best. Okay. And then that person won like a, a CD. And so it was just like an ad yeah. for the merch. Yeah, exactly. And it was so that the headliner didn't have to do the check spot. And exactly. so they're like... You're going to hate this. But then if you can do that job, they're yeah. like, you're the best. Yeah. You're awesome. And that's why you know, it's they very professional as something. a host to like kind of abide by those guidelines. So people have you back and like you right. get paid for shit. Exactly. Like, I'll do a lot of fundraising gigs where it's like, yeah, you'd like do a joke about the thing and like this and like mention this person's name. And like, you're going to like want to do all that, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, I know we went balls deep on comedy. Crowd work and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I know. What do you usually talk about this? By the way, where's who's that John comes from? Other than because I'm like John is such a Philly phrase. Well, the thing is, I didn't even know that, and really? I yeah, that's and so I funny because my brother went to UPenn. Oh, okay. So I think that's where I like picked up on it, and I'm just such a big slang person that I was like. I just started saying John. Like, I thought it was funny. Like, I'm a person who, yeah. like, will just say, like, the fucking term because I think it's funny. Yeah. So I just started calling everything a John. And, like, it was in my vocabulary. Oh, that's so funny. So it was only, like, a matter of time before I was like, it's got to be used that John because then the guest, everyone's like, who is this? You learn about oh, them. Okay, you know yeah. what I mean? I remember the Johnny's, the Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, I think it was 2013. I was like living in Philly and everyone all of a sudden, all of a sudden. 2013. See, that makes so much sense because that's like when my brother was in college. Yeah, I was like, what is this word everyone's saying? And yeah. then my coworker, Melanie, was like, oh, that's like a throwback. That that's it's early. It's been 90s. around forever, and it like went away and then came back yeah. and it's never left. The exactly. Last 10 years. Now it's like big. You even see it on like ads and shit. Right. It, it's in the dictionary. Oh, just really? as of This past year. Whoa, yeah. Philadelphia baby. Yeah, yeah. It was such a Philly thing. But yeah, Philly people come at me for sure, being like, "You didn't grow up." I'm just like, "Fuck it, I don't care." That's so funny. I'm like, I'm supporting your culture. There was and like, I know, New Philly Jersey and Philly, culture. like yeah. That's one thing I loved about living in Philly is that it's so, Philly loves Philly. Yeah. And so, like, you can be, like, oh, basically a star in yeah. Philadelphia you can be anything and nowhere you want. else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they love it. They love it. It's so great. And everything there, like, so many comics were, like, doing, yeah. like, yurt bits when I was down there. You be a character. There. I feel yeah. like it's really the world is your oyster in yeah. a weird way. I love Philly. It's so great. Yeah. No, it's the best. Yeah. Uh, that's so And funny. the people from Philly are always fucking hilarious. Oh, yes. Like, it's amazing. I know, right? Yeah, it's a great it's not town. that different than Jersey. No, Jersey's got its own thing, too, and definitely culturally uh, has its stuff. Because I think having people from that place that are, like, really... You can go away and come back even, but, like, you're really, like, from it. Whereas mm-hmm. New York now, I feel like, is so... Like it's, it's just not so, homogenous. Yeah. It's everybody's it's a flooding pot. in. Yeah. And yeah, there's, there's not an know. identity. It is not even that old school. Like I'm a New no. Yorker because of the pandemic. It's so different. Oh, it's been like that for so long. Yeah. I think. It's just one of those. Everybody moves to New York. You yeah. know, it's You're, not like yeah. Liz Flair, whoever, you know, yeah. PJ Harvey moving with like a hundred dollars in their pocket. Exactly. Everyone's just like, I you know, need, New York. You also I need a friends. shit ton of money like yeah. to live in New York. So it's just like a so bunch of rich people like kind of person it got super woke like that's not how it was back in the day you right. know yeah, like, it was an edgy town yeah you know i mean it was it's like very proper now and like fucking coffee's like nine dollars right. like 
I it's know. like, what are we doing? I felt like it was, and this is one thing I liked about Philly, like it was like smart blue collar people. Yeah. So they get every joke, but they're blue collar. Like they, they're, they're yeah. not uppity about it. Yeah. You know, snobbish about it or yeah. whatever, you know? And now New York is a little more like extra snobby. Yeah. And, you know, but there was a time yeah. where you would be a mix of people and certainly there were snobs, but right, they, right. they mixed in with everybody. Right. And now there's just less of that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's overdone. New York City is... I, I know. Mean, I, I love it, but I also, you know, drives me insane. I know. I'm like kind of the same way. However, it's like I will be there later. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I'm also I mean? going tonight. Yeah. I mean, you know, but that's again, it's like you can just go in. It's yeah. like a, a, a little bit of a hub and you don't have to actually live there. Yeah. But people, obviously, they, if there's a status thing about living in new york right, and where you live is a big thing yes and what you do that's, that's the whole yeah. thing yeah um it's kind yeah, of people always Jersey. say people always say it's like la is like who do you know in new york it's like what do you do mm-hmm. and where do you live because yeah. that like can it's everyone just trying to figure out how much money you have essentially sure. like putting the pe without asking directly right right so i know and you you're like allowed to just straight up ask how much somebody pays oh yeah <laughs> exactly so, you know that's a huge thing as well yeah yeah, I don't know. But I like living in Jersey. I've been here almost as long as I was in Philly, which is kind of crazy to me. Uh, and I mean, I, I love I New Jersey. It. Like, it is just like I've been here my whole life besides like college and like living other places for like three months at a time and shit. But yeah, it's just like what works best for my lifestyle. Like, yeah. I'm just literally NJ. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I tried and true. That. I was like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I am like a very like New Jersey person. Yeah, I feel like most people in Jersey are like they're they're very into the fact that they live in I New Jersey. I love it. It's literally very convenient. That's what I like about New Jersey. It's extremely convenient. Like yeah. you can go to the city. Like you can go to Philly and like if you grew up here, you know where everything is. Like you know how to get places. Like you can fucking there's fucking strip malls everywhere. Like, I know yeah. it's fucking ugly piece of shit, but, like, it's convenient. Right. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I totally know. I mean, even, like, uh, as, like, a comic, now that I'm doing this constantly, but being, like, 15 minutes from Newark Airport is huge. So convenient. You can't live 15 minutes from LaGuardia or JFK. It's impossible. So, I mean, being able to yeah. just have that right there. So International quick. airport. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Outstanding. The best. I love it. And if you need to, if you run into something, it's like you can like take those other airports. Like I've had to go to Philly before, just like in a pinch when all the airports were fucked up. Yeah. Like I had to literally drive to Philly to yeah. like get to this gig. I've had to do that too. And yeah, but the Philly airport is like in a weird swamp area in South Philly, yeah. Southwest Philly, like not close to anything. Yeah. And so, I mean, uh, you know, I lived in North Philly. It was like a 30, 40 minute drive over there. And then you're like, what am I going to leave my car at the airport? Like that sucks. You're Ubering and uh, it's annoying. <laughs> it's, exactly. uh, it's so much better over here. I know. Where, like, you know, my, my fiance will like land or like vice versa. Like you land, you make a call and I'm there to pick her up in 15 minutes yeah. or vice versa, you know? And mm-hmm. it's so smooth. It's great. <laughs> you know? And even an Uber, like 15 minute Uber, like yeah, not that Uber. expensive. Yeah, not as bad. Okay. At least, even if it's like 40 bucks, you could, you know, you're yeah. still home in 15 minutes. Where's your gig tonight? Uh, the slipper room. I'm doing some like odd alt variety show. Okay, cool. Yeah. Should be cool. Yeah. But the yeah. Slipper room, where is that? 
Lower East Side. Okay, word. Yeah, like East Village, Lower East Side, Second Street, I think. Yeah. Do oh, so we want to plug the White Eagle Hall show January thirteenth, Saturday night, baby. Yeah, fifteen dollar advance tickets, twenty dollars day of show. It's a fucking steal, guys. WhiteEagleHallJC.com. Theater, baby. It's. I'm a great so excited. Place. This is one of those gigs too. It's like I am someone who needs something to like look forward to and like. I'm fucking excited for this one. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's been great. Those have been going so well. And uh, just even getting comedy into that room. like uh, It was so good. The la- I've only been to the last one. Um, and yeah, just August, everyone yeah. was like so good. Yeah, like, that you was You book so great people. The crowd's fucking a like, great venue. I like the fact that you can just kind of get up at ease, get a drink. Yeah. Like, I know, you can cool even step outside venue. if you need. Like, it's totally just, like, conducive to, like, comedy. Yeah, it's on the main drag, but it's not right in the middle of everything. Right. So you're, like, freaking out. Like, uh, oh, am yeah, I allowed not to be super, outside and get back in? Yeah, it's yeah. not super overwhelming. Yeah. Which I like. And it's called Alex Grubart's Comedy All-Nighter. It's uh, it's like a two-hour show, but we're, we're doing an after-party at Pet Shop. We'll probably oh, go yes. to Lucky's at a, midnight. A thousand percent. Uh, we'll yeah, be at every Lucky's. night at midnight. And uh, yeah, so it's just like kind of that thing about Jersey City comedy that I think excites us and we find to be cool. A lot of people think is cool about it is just kind of trying to play into that uh, yeah. where it's like it's an experience. It's our culture. It's fun. Yeah. And you it, get to have like... We do it like three to four nights a week. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and you there's a hang to, aspect. Yeah. Like you can mingle with the people For that sure. do this, and you and we can mingle with them, the locals. Yeah, we want to hang out because this is a town of cool people. I mean, I find like Jersey City be one of these towns where it's not a ton overdone families, and it feels like everybody's a family and walking around with strollers. Yeah, it's not like that kind of college town where everybody's 21 or 22. It's basically like people that figure it out after college or something like, Oh, I don't need to live in the East village or in downtown Brooklyn or something or Bushwick. I can live better in my late twenties and thirties and into my forties and still be cool. Still be that kind of thing that people think New Yorkers are. You're still in the city vibe. There's like still a lot of culture here, a lot of diversity. Yeah. And I've noticed all the cool people, a lot of the cool people in, uh, New Jersey will move to Jersey City, you know, or Ashbury or like all yeah. these types of places. But, you know, it's they're, they're, it's nice seeing states have like a cultural center yeah. and be like, yo, I'm not going to move to New York or I'm not going to move to Philly or wherever or move across the country to L.A. Yeah. We go to Jersey City and mm-hmm. be you know, a part of my state and the cool yeah. place and the, you know, the and hub. there's a community like you even see it with people in service industry, like my yes. boyfriend's bartender comic, like you see everyone knows each other. Like yeah. there's totally a cross, like in a lot of different industries. Yeah. It's a, like a, it's a big enough city, but it's also a small town. Exactly. Fun. Yeah. You run into people and you make friends and stuff. Yeah, so you that's, run into people all the time. That's what I love. Even right. comics. And there's exactly. like shit to do, you know? So that's part of why it's so great, uh, you know, and playing into that thing of like the hang and all these people that are like in a community, whether they do stand up or not. Yeah. You know, we kind of have it. this stand up yeah. community of lots of people. So trying to play into that, uh, you know, like we have this great show. Chris Gethard is headlining this show. Yeah. Donish McBool also, um, who are super funny. And yeah, just kind of showcase like great comics that are yeah. in this thing. I'm also into this idea. And I mean, we do this at Pet Shop too and uh, yeah. Corgi and everywhere where it's like, you know, you want to showcase the Jersey people because yeah. that's who is here and that's who's, you know, exactly. in the community. And instead of being like, 
oh, we're obsessed with this New Yorker status, which people get all over the country. People do that yeah. with everywhere. Uh, but, you know, you just there's no need, kind of. And I'd yeah. much rather, like, promote Give people, because we within, have, like, not you know? as, like, people here just, like, it's like we still have a lot of opportunities, but it's not as on like a grander scale. So it's like obviously you want to give people time who like really fucking need it, you know, and are appreciative of it and want it and are going to put their best foot forward and yeah, do well it's and like be a big funny. Deal. Yeah, exactly. Creating more opportunities for these people. We all know each other. It's yeah. like, a, you know, a good building a, a community vibe. And obviously, like plenty of people do that. I mean, I feel like there's a thing in Jersey. Uh, with a lots of the shows in New Jersey that people are doing that, you know, obviously it's not like, oh, you ban New Yorkers from being there or anything like oh, that. Oh, yeah, no. But, uh, you know, like I've had some people ask about that in New York, ask about the White Eagle show. And it's like you you're not you're not going to get why that's a big deal other than yeah. it's like a big stage. So do you want to plug, plug your other like weekly, monthly shows? And we do Nate Marshall, Alex Nicholas, and I do mm-hmm. uh, Pet Shop, Crockpot Comedy at Pet Shop every first and third Thursday of the month. Hell yeah, it's a great room. 8.30 and 10.30, so free fun. show. Free show. Lots of fun. The whole vibe there that's is the fun. That's the true Jersey City experience. Like, uh, yeah. come to a Pet Shop show. It's what I always tell people. I mean, uh, just uh, yeah. come and hang out. Like, it's so fun. It's so entertaining. Yeah, I know. We've totally, like, uh, you know, wound up getting into a world where we're like this is a center point for this i mean it's so funny how often people talk about how important pet shop is to them and pet shop again the people that work at pet shop are phenomenal yeah they're great people great people in this town so much like culture like you get like a complete vibe there's always a band upstairs you got comedy downstairs like the bar's packed. It's very, like, a lot of just, like, fun young people. Yeah. Comics are outside. Like, people are chatting. Right. It's, like, a nice dive bar, too. Yeah. Like, it's not super divey. It's more, like, punk rock or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it's, like, you know, drinks aren't pricey. It's it's cool. You're They're not going to have a shitty dope. time. Yes, exactly. Speak of drinks. Okay, so as you can see, this thing is really created. Like, oh, a nice, yeah. Wow. You got a whole A nice little pool. There. Yeah. I haven't drank since Thanksgiving. I had like one Whoa. drink on Thanksgiving. And like tonight, like I'm going out to dinner. I just think it's time. Like, do we think that's a bad idea or no? I don't know. Have you, uh, what's, uh, I don't think it's a bad idea. You could have a drink. Yeah. You know, it's not going to like kill me. No, probably not. Okay. I mean, one, you'll probably feel it. I know. I'm excited. That's I want good. like a glass of wine too. Like, it's just going to hit. I think you'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think drinking is really that much of a problem unless it's a problem. But, no. uh, I've never no, it's I've... definitely like a problem for me normally, but this is like good. It's like I could, <laughs> it's like once the floodgates are open, it's like, oh yeah, I'll probably just like start drinking again. Yeah. I know. That's what happens, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this thing is just, like, leaking, but, you know. Dang, dude. It literally looks like you have a patch. I know. Like, just sewn into your knee. I just don't know when it's going to end. Like, I don't know when, if it's, like, done. Because I can see that it's, like, still has so much water in it. Like, I can feel it. Mm. So, I'm like, it just chooses when it wants to come out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's always the worst times, too. I think it has to do something with what's going on in my nervous system. Because I've now noticed the times, like... 
it's the worst possible times. Like it's like right now when I bought like all morning, it wasn't doing this. I was literally on the bike. It wasn't doing this. Oh man. But maybe it's cause I bike. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like builds up later. Yeah. It comes out. I don't know. I'm sure when you go for your follow up, they'll either be like, Oh no, you should have told us <laughs> 10 days ago. I know. Or they'll be like, yeah, there's what happens. That's yeah. why you're here to follow up is so we can like actually drain it. Yeah. Did they sure. say anything like this is, this is what's going to happen. Well, the first date was blood. It was real blood. And that's when I like, <laughs> emailed the chick and she was like tie it super tight like it's nothing to be concerned about like tie your wrap um because they also injected like stem cells into my knee so they they took from my hip and um like look you see right there yeah they take this huge needle yeah and they get that shit from your hip i don't really know i don't know like the science behind (laughs) it yeah my hip is like sore as you i bet um and then they just like put that in your knee wow yeah so that might be just like yeah the the everything working you know working super high there's excess well they also and then they take out the scar tissue so they have the scope this little camera right so in order to see better this doctor said that's they put so much water to like clear things there you go that sounds and listen to this alex he said most people's fat just absorbs it so then he was like kind of just calling me like a skinny bitch which i was like (laughs) i will take this news like yeah this is the best news i've ever heard so there you go so I'll take it. I'm going to wrap just know it for your BMI dinner. BMI is good, you know? I was actually really shocked. My BMI was like lower than ever. And I was like, maybe it's because I'm not like working out as much. But I was like, dude, I'll take it. It was Hell like 18.25. Yeah. Wow. That's like good. Oh, damn, dude. Yeah. Shredded. Shredded. <laughs> Killing it. Killing it out here. One last question. We like to end with like something current um, in the news. What are your thoughts on Kim Kardashian being named Man of the Year? Oh, did I you see that? I did not She's see that. GQ Man of the Year. Is this the first time they've ever had a, a woman? I think this is the first because you know a bunch of fucking men get the women shit. The trans men are taking over oh, all of our like that's mean. a huge thing, which right. is so fucking dumb and like so anti-feminist. Sure, of like, yeah. it's Caitlyn Jenner was Woman of the Year. There was like. I think someone else recently, there was another trans person, woman of the year. Um, but now this is just Kim Kardashian as man of the year. Like, I don't really understand it. Well, I just don't like that she's Armenian. No, I don't know. I mean, there she's just famous for for that. That's what she's yeah. famous for, being Armenian. Not uh, her sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> not her sex tape with Ray J. It's strictly yeah, exactly. the Armenian genocide <laughs> and not the fact that her dad was like OJ's lawyer right, or exactly, anything. Exactly, yeah. No, I think... Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, oh, the the like that she's man of the year. She's yeah. man of the year. I mean, she's Kim Kardashian. She's, uh, you know, she does a lot. She does do a lot in the business. I think the only issue is the a lot of people are like, you got to like give her credit because of her business like mentality. Right. And it's like, yeah, but all of that was on the basis of like being a sex like symbol and like she's not even the richest Kardashian. No, kid. she is. I think. I thought Chloe was like way had no, way more money. Or no, one of them. I think the top two. It was Kylie for a Kylie. while. Kylie came through. Is she the, like a billionaire? Yeah, Kylie came through with the is lip. Kim Kardashian, kids. a billionaire. Yeah, she's like now definitely like surpassed Kylie. I think. Really? I'm not 100 percent sure. I would have to look I think, it up. I think. It, uh, uh, but yeah, Kylie was like a billionaire, like young too. Right. She came out. They all capitalize on their fuck up. Like I think Kris Jenner has that 
down to a T yeah. of like the marketing and the cool. It's like sex tape then to this for Kylie. It was like, you're super young. She got the huge thing was she got the lip fillers and the plastic surgery super young. Mm-hmm. So everyone was, and she didn't admit to it at first. And then Chris comes in. She's like, we're going to fucking capitalize on this shit. You're going to do lip gloss. There and like go. fucking like the lip kits like sold so many. Now they're kind of like, I don't think her makeup line is killing it. Like it used to mm. at all. This is all that. I mean, I, I just know these like base things. I don't know. I feel like GQ Man of the Year too is like already they all already had lost the thread. You know, it's, it's like, like sexiest man alive. Like they're all kind yeah. of outdated. No one really gives a fuck. But that's right. why I think they probably do it. It's like let's draw some exactly. attention. People are going to read the article. That's right. what I think it is. At the end of the day, is it's a marketing strategy for sure. And they're like, what's going to get people talking? It's the same with like Sports Illustrated. Like they'll put the fat chick on. And right. Like, exactly. It's like yeah, let's just right. piss off people. People to get more eyes. Yeah, like people right. don't realize all the articles they then write and like complain. It's like you're just drawing more attention to it. You got to break the rules to establish what they are. You know what I mean? I never thought we would be looking this up together. Is Kylie <laughs> or Kim more rich? Yeah, I know. If so, if you're Kylie saying Kylie. I'm rich, saying Kim. It's it's it should be Kylie as Man of the Year. Yeah, That's no, what I it's said. Kim. The it family's Kim. most famous member was amassed the most significant individual wealth. The 42 year old is now as because you know where she surpassed. Kylie. Where do you even make her money? Skims. Skims, skims? is popping right now. What is now. Skims? You need to get Skims for men because it like. What is it? It's she started out with shapewear because uh-huh. that's her whole thing. It's like spanks, like spanks, and yeah. like now it's like leggings and clothes because that's the whole thing. You start with the one like Kylie's was the lip gloss, but then she did all makeup. Uh, Kim was like, I'm gonna do shapewear. I'm gonna do it right. It is like super good. Like Skims mm. is really high quality and like really flattering and now she just does like fucking leggings underwear so skims is what pushed her forward i forgot about that um all right and she does like deals i think that are worth like just like huge amounts of money with like fashion labels and shit i thought she just had like uh, those kind of deals i didn't realize she had like a product line so she's estimated to be worth 1.7 billion that's crazy as a result of skims her tv personality and model yeah, I guess she, they, she probably made the most money for the show. Yeah, yeah. and she just and became the shows. most like famous. Yeah, right, easily for sure. So she was able to get like so many brand deals you and know. shit. Also, you, you think she got money out of that Kanye divorce? Maybe I don't know what not ended like up. That, not like one point seven billion. Yeah, obviously. she had to get a little because he was worth more at the time. Right. I don't know what the ins and outs were, but I'm sure they both were like once again. It's like. How much money do you need? That was like, also some publicist, you know? Yeah. Uh, sure. For sure. Yeah, I wonder if she just has a killer publicist probably that's like, you know what? We're going to submit you for GQ Man of the Year. Yeah. And you're going to oh, get yeah. it. She's got the top dogs working on her because they also are so calculated in like everything yeah. they do. Totally. I wonder it's if like, GQ was like, we need, do you think GQ was like, we need a woman this year? Or for sure. Now just like every some team... publicist was like, hey, I got an idea for you. And they're like, mm-hmm. you know what? That is a good idea. 100%. It's almost like obvious at this point. Yeah. It's like we're going to do something that's going to piss people off. Here's my question. What man should it have been if it wasn't Kim? You know, it's that's where I'm also question. like, oh, I don't, nobody jumps to mind. As I a know. Like, no guy is kind of like out here doing like the most ethical work. I feel like because right? then it's like every guy, even the billionaires, they all have different. Mo- it's not going to be Elon. Like everyone fucking no, hates fuck him. him. Was it second be Zelensky, you know, or whatever? Um, see, that's yeah. another one that would piss me off because it's like, why are we like further like promoting this shit? 
um it it would be tough who would be it would have to be someone who's like very wholesome and like respected matt rife no, I'm, uh, no, no, he would get shit. But that would be a good one to like draw attention. He's everywhere right, right now because of his special. He's not big enough. Yeah, you know. Like and now he he's needs... on every pod discussing like why he's. He, everyone's like he's being canceled. Is that being canceled? Yeah, it's like something that just gains traction. He's get a sitcom or whatever. Also, yeah, you know? and that's what he needs. He needs if, in order to be man of the year. He would have needed like a sitcom. But like you that also, just, in order to get man of the year, I feel like you need to do like philanthropic work too. Like it needs to be like something where you're helping people as so, well. Is it GQs? Because like, I think definitely like not. But that's my like idea. It should be because they all have they all have a different yeah. person of the year. Or whatever. Is there a National Geographic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nat Geo person of the year. Is there like a it's discovery? A David Attenborough. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a good one, dude. Though. He should get it. He's a fucking savage, and he yeah. has done a lot of shit. I watched the the because I love that shit when I'm high. I don't yeah, know why sure. it's like just like captivating oh, to like watch. And he's good. And he, yeah, he's such a suit. He's great, yeah. dude. Like, I feel like he came out of the womb and his parents were like, you're going to do this. Like, <laughs> you're born to narrate, like, Earth documentaries. He's narrating his own yeah. birth. Yeah, that would be incredible. Exactly. It's so good. And he's done a lot. Like, he even goes to these tribes. Yeah, Have you ever seen footage of him? He was young, like, doing all this stuff, going to Africa. He's, had, he's found, like, tribes that have, like, not been ever discovered where they, like don't even communicate with with the outside world and shit like he's actually done a lot of philanthropic and like climate change work he would be a great candidate that sounds good fucking attenborough dude yeah man he's definitely got more money than god you think he's got a shit bbc money or whatever but he does you you start realizing he's narrated like so much of that shit where he has to get like a good deal i bet they make what do you think his net worth is what do you think david attenborough's net worth is 30 million i'm going low i think that's that's a lot though 30 million a lot lot of money everybody for a guy that i wonder what his wife looks like it could be five million maybe i don't know but i bet it's in the millions because he probably does other stuff i bet the narration is not as big as payday i'm seeing um i'm seeing okay net worth of 35 million oh shit how fucking! I'm getting 35. I'm also getting 30 from Wealthy Genius. But then I said the, 30 though. Yeah, come on, that's pretty spot on. And then, I know those are inaccurate, but like I know they are. But that's what I said. You know, exactly. either way, celebrity like, net worth has them at 15, which I don't know where they get that from. I think a lot of it is like is what's liquid, what's worth. You know, like they just can never truly know. I think a lot of it is also here's how much money this guy has made in his life, not necessarily like how much money they always have at any point in our worth if they liquidated everything it's just like over his life he's made 30 million right, right but right. he might have spent 15 million yeah, that didn't go no anywhere idea. that made money it's not like he invested all of it yeah i didn't shit. like his recent one the the recent thing i watched on that he did do it a lot about like climate change but a lot of it was preaching there was no like actual measures you can take and i wanted to be like i want to see your house david like are do you have fucking solar panels like on your house like he's definitely got like a fucking mansion that probably has like a big like carbon footprint odds are yeah I mean, who knows 
I just think when people like talk about climate change a lot, a lot of it is not like there's no like well, there's protocol. No solution. Yeah, it's like recycle more. Unfortunately, like. you can't do well. The, the you can't do anything as a as a basic human, as an individual, it's even a as giant, a household. Yeah, you can't do anything. But that's why I get pissed when people yeah. talk about because it it's a giant problem. It's, it's a like, huge problem, and yeah, like the, if we were really gonna do something, it would be about like corporate it stuff. Needs to be like from the top down, and yeah. so sometimes I'm just there's like, I nothing can't. we can do. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to figure out how i'm like gonna get dinner tonight like i can't tackle like climate change right yeah, now like, exactly you know when like I mean? nobody has figured it out like it's not gonna be us i mean you know it'll be us we'll figure it At out white yeah. eagle hall white eagle oh we'll come up we'll, with a solution yeah, next year we early will next band year. everyone together absolutely yeah we'll we'll do something all right dog well good luck at your show tonight thank you so much yeah thanks for having me Cass. this was Appreciate a great it. nj comedy like deep dive and i love it <laughs> which i kind of think is good because a lot of people who listen to my podcast are also just other comics i would assume yeah. so what do people usually talk about on the pod we talk a lot about comedy for sure okay, yeah, or yeah. just like it's really no plan just pop culture what happened to you today it's, maybe a lot of times it's like we're just drunk and like shooting the shit yeah yeah, you yeah know? right exactly it all depends i i don't go in with much of a strategy like i said no stress no preparation. Right on. I feel you on Most that. Most people are just dope. Like, we just chat, you know? Yeah. And it flows. I think you're dope, and that's the secret sauce. Is it? I think so. Thank you. Yeah, do dude. you actually think so? I think, yeah. I think you're fucking cool. Thank and I you. And uh, you know, I bet everybody that walks in here is like, oh, yeah, it's easy to talk to guests. Because so it's, it's fun. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like to make it fun for the guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I do appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, and, oh, dude. my God, we never played the intro, so we have to play the outro. Alex Grubart, everyone. Where can they follow you on? IG uh, at Alex Grubard. I know it's not G-R-U. your strong suit. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> I'm not big on it. He's more in the back end of the business <laughs> than the, the social the media. Social. But yeah, you can go to alexgrubard.com. G R U B A R D. Yeah, yeah. All right, cheers, Johnnies. Wait. You're...